Hello, patrons, and thank you for your continued support. I am back with Adam. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, Lexa. When was the last time I was on, actually? I, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I think what, it what, was what? like episode four, bonus episode four, where we talked about Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's what it was. I was like, what? It was, I'm like, it was anime, but what was it? <laughs> you and, got me back for more. And, and it's not even the actual anime I've been watching recently. Yeah, I know. It's uh, we talk. It, it's been this has been an interesting time to kind of reexamine uh, live action adaptations and whatnot. And because yeah. uh, guess what? what actual anime I've been watching because I've been watching an anime. Fuck! Oh, I have no idea. There's is it new? Is it older? Uh, what? What am I? It's almost as long as what we're talking about today. The the original oh. version of what we're talking about oh, today. I, have you been watching Case Closed? At yes. All, or? Okay. I, I have was found say, I the Case about... Closed movies, and my god. Oh, good. I I love that Case Closed is actually longer running than than One Piece. Like, <laughs> it's fun for people to be like, One Piece is so long. I don't know if I ever want to start this. And like, guys, Case Closed has been running for like longer than that. And then you have like a lot of kids shows like Crayon Shin-chan's been running even longer than that. It's like, get over yourselves. It'll go by fast. It's fine. Don't well, worry about it. There is also <laughs> the clip of Conan O'Brien ranting at Detective Conan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <It's> so good. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about that. That's a fun one. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, uh, the other thing I've become obsessed with... Okay, the two other things I've become obsessed with. One, uh, Chinese streaming companies will just put their movies up on YouTube for free after, like, two yeah. months with English subtitles. Yeah, that's... Well, I mean, they, they know that, like, those those movies aren't getting any airplay in the States otherwise, and, like, why not try and get people to potentially give them money in the future? So I've watched, like, six or seven mid-budget Chinese films this month. Yeah. Uh, most of them a Detective anything? D. I've watched a bunch of Detective D, which is very, very fun. What is Detective D? Uh, Tang Dynasty Wushu Detective Films. Okay, now I'm interested. What the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, I'll have to check that out. Uh, I also... D. Okay, I need to find the picture that will make you immediately understand why I fell in love with this film. Uh, there is a film okay. called King of Snipers. Okay, is this also going to be like a... It's not going to be with rifles. It's going to be with bows or some shit like that? No, no, that? no, no. I can this is the current day one. Okay. But let me just get this picture and you will understand. I'm sending it to you. I was going to say, there's only one king of snipers. He comes from Sniper Island, which is inside of your heart. And that is a a One Piece reference for you. Oh, my God. Is she in a maid outfit? Oh, uh my God. This is incredible. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got a maid, you got a a, a schoolgirl with a with a with a a saber, uh and you got I don't know, is she supposed to be in uh, is that like a denim, like a long denim shirt? No, it's a doctor's she, outfit. I was gonna say, was it a doctor's outfit? Oh I see she's got a nurse's yeah, okay. That's that's fucking awesome. This rules. <laughs> and it's probably one of the funniest action comedies I've seen in the last couple years. Okay. I'll have to check. And this is all on YouTube, though. This is Just on to... YouTube for free. God, we live in we live in a beautiful and terrible world. I love this. 
Uh huh. It is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been watching a bunch of dumb stuff. Uh, I watched. In there, I watched some dumb stuff too. In there, we actually. both ended up watching the One Piece live action. We did. We did. I uh, I had the benefit of being able to binge the entire thing on a on a flight from uh, London Heathrow to uh, LAX. So I had uh, plenty of time to just binge the ever-loving hell out of it. Um, which, uh, on one hand, I recommend. On the other, I, uh, I kind of wish uh, Netflix hadn't thrown it all up at once. Uh, for you know, We'll probably discuss the specific reasons for that later. But uh, man, what a fun time. Yeah. Uh, I ended up binging it all while working on Gazzler Quests. Okay, so I mean, you... <laughs> You, you okay? So were you second screening it or? Were oh yes. You, like, okay. My main screen so I, was doing boring gather quests on Final Fantasy fourteen and second screaming. <laughs> I guess that's that's the best secondary way to do it because it's like if you're gonna second screen it, at least have your primary screen be the most mindless possible thing. Uh huh. Do you have like macros set up and stuff for that, or are you like actually clicking buttons? I'm actually clicking buttons because I'm still low oh level. Oh my god. It's yeah. I mean, I'm I like level of... thirty-five. Okay, well, you'll level fast though. I mean, that's the one thing that is great about those low-level like grinds is that you burn through like the first fifty levels before things start getting uh, a little slower. Mm-hmm. So yes. Anyways, um, big impressions because I I've I've already shared on the Discord my big comparison point for this. So I. There's there's a whole lot to kind of talk about with just like the lead up to this getting released because, mm-hmm. you know, if you talk to people in general about like what anime could be adapted into a live action, One Piece was always kind of held up as the you could never pull this off mm-hmm. because like the, the art style is so like cartoony and character designs are so varied and weird and it just it just seemed like the kind of thing that's like how the fuck would you pull this off? And, you know, then it got announced we're getting a live piece, a live action one piece, live piece, one action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and there was there's so much like nervousness about it. It's like, OK, well, how are they? And Netflix is doing it. How are they going to fuck this up? They fucked up Cowboy Bebop pretty bad. Like it started out strong and then immediately just shit the bed because you know, they just made a lot of really dumb writing decisions. Mm-hmm. And aside from aside from. Uh, what's his face is playing uh, Mustafa Shakir I think is playing Jet Black but aside from him nailing that that whole everything and aside from John Cho being a pretty serviceable spy, or, uh, Jet I don't or sorry Spike I don't know if uh, I <laughs> there was a lot of choices made mm-hmm. on Netflix uh, Cowboy Bebop this this had I, like a lot. I am also a notable defender of the Netflix Death Note film. No, I I I won't. I agree with you. I think uh, after I read some stuff, I think you pointed out to me like the the creator of Death Note and like some other Japanese wa- viewers like had mentioned like when you look at it as Death Note through an American like like set of eyes, it completely changes the context and actually makes it a pretty solid entry. Yeah, but like. It's it, as like if you're trying to one to one it, why the fuck would you do that? It is not mm-hmm. good. <laughs> the best uh, adaptation of Death Note already exists. Yeah, it does. And it's not the one uh, you're thinking of. 
Okay, what is it? Uh, the, the Death Note stage play fucking rocks. I love that Japan just does stage plays of all of these, like, different anime properties, and, like, they just kick ass. At, you like, want to know what I just found the other day that I am obsessed with and, like, 30 minutes into the three-hour runtime? What? There's an Umi Neko stage play. Of course there's a fucking Umi Neko stage play. It's only book one, but it fucking slaps. I bet. Is it, um, is it as, like, kind of fucked up <laughs> as... Uh, I haven't even gone... We are still in pre-people dying. Oh, shit, okay. Uh, as I said, I'm a half hour into a three-hour stage play. You still have to get through all of the stuff about the setup of them all arguing over Kinzo's inheritance before you get to anyone dying. Yeah. Okay, so you, yeah, you, gotta, you gotta let me know, like, when you get far enough into it that things start getting gruesome, that... Whether or not it could hold up, because I the, when you start getting real intense, that's where like the 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 wheat is separate. The grain was that the grain separated from the chaff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I also need but, to get around to the Resident Evil stage play. I've seen one of them. They are surprisingly decent. Yeah. Um. Uh, they're they're not phenomenal, but they're pretty fucking good. Uh. Uh. The what is phenomenal, and I did not expect to be as good as it fucking is. Uh, the Persona 3 stage play. I'm not surprised that's good. I've heard that all of the Persona stage plays have been pretty decent. The There's one for 5 that's kind of been, uh, like, that was making the rounds on the internet, like, maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. That that was surprisingly decent as well. And I, I imagine, I think there's probably also one for 4, but uh, I'm, I'm so stoked for 3 Reload. I want to play 3 again so bad. It's been so long, and I, did, I was not good at at uh, JRPGs back then. Mm-hmm. So I, the opportunity to play that game with like much more uh, experience and a developed, a more developed mind. Mm-hmm. No, but the one I need to track down because I am scared and shocked and in love that it exists. Who's that? Persona 4, the ultimate ultra suplex hold stage project. <laughs> okay, go on. There is a stage version of the Persona 4 fighting game? Wait, of Ultimax? Uh, yeah. Arena Ultimax? Holy shit. Why that? I mean, I know that technically is canon, like, post-Persona 4 content, but, like, what the fuck? That's weird. Uh-huh. That's super weird. Yeah. Man, Japan, why? I guess... More Japan, why not? Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, like, r- real quick. So, uh, would you agree with me that perhaps the best anime adaptation done by the West is Speed Racer? It's definitely up there. Okay. Um, what's your what's what do you feel is like the best live action anime thing we've gotten so in the West? I I definitely would say Speed Racer is number one, but I am okay. also a true believer in the Aelita Battle Angel live action. I put that as like a very close second as well. I think those two specifically are really kind of the, when everyone was like, finally, Netflix One Piece does the impossible and breaks the curse. I'm like, motherfuckers, don't you remember these two other movies that were really good? And then also, as a sort of close third, but in a very different way, Knights of the Zodiac. I haven't seen it. 
so I can't comment on it. But I, I, yeah, I want to give it a watch because I'm sure it, it can't be dumb and cheap and like that's. But that's what I want it to be. But though. it's it's so good. Okay, I I gotta give that a view because I'm sure that'll be a fun time. Mm-hmm. And um, then of course. Uh, the East has been doing many great live action and anime adaptations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually just um, so funny enough. If if you if you saw it in in the Rad Discord, uh, uh I think somebody posted uh, a little thing uh, of a, like a One Piece reference and from the Gintama live action. Yep. I I had actually meant to watch that like years ago when like it first dropped and never got around to it, and then. Once I actually got that exact same image maybe a week ago and watched it just on a whim, and god damn, it's a fun one too. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 just between that and then you've got like that Roroni Kenshin one is pretty yep. solid. Which fun fact has got McKenyu in it as well. Also, mm-hmm. the JoJo's uh, Part Four live action is not terrible. Also with McKenyu in it. Uh, uh. If you if you're noticing a theme. Uh, the the bleach live action is not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that one I was going to bring up. The other one I want to bring up is they did a live action kakagui. Oh, I heard about that. I haven't seen it. Is it? Is it? It's you, what do you solid. Think of it? Okay, another thing to check out. Yeah. Um, I did not get through all of it just because other stuff appeared. Mm-hmm. But the stuff I did watch, I did enjoy. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, it's like kind of hard to fuck up that formula. To be honest, it's a very straightforward thing. Uh-huh. If you've got, if you got the actors for it, and you have the right set designers, you can kind of pull that off without too much stress. Uh-huh. Um. Um. Anyways, uh, so kind of getting back to this. So everyone's talking about okay, we we haven't Netflix fucked up on Bebop, right? Uh-huh. And oh god, oh god, it's One Piece. It's kind of like one of the sacred cows in anime because it's like part of the big three and it's been part of the big three even as as the big three is kind of like changed and and morphed over time you know yeah but like you know once there was a bunch of like they've been really good about putting out all these like behind the scenes things with like you know we're building these sets we're building real ass boats in south africa like we're building alveda's ship miss love duck is a real thing that floats and everyone was like are you fucking what and you got, and then they announced the casting, and they're like, "Oh yeah, so Ichiro Oda, like the guy who created One Piece, is like he's been super involved in everything. Like he's given the final say on on all the scripts and on on the casting." Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Okay, so they've got the guy who like this is his baby. He's not gonna let them fuck this up." And then they announce they 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 announce the Straw Hats, and mm-hmm. we get to we get to see who's cast as who. A lot of young actors, some of whom like this is their first major role. And instantly we meet the guy who's playing Luffy. We meet Inyaki Godoy. Yes. And immediately, immediately everyone's like, holy shit, he's Luffy. Uh, like, and with, I with, already knew him. What was he from? He's from a great one season show called The Imperfects. Wait, was that um? It's not a Marvel thing. No, was no, it? Like no, one no. Of those ext- no. No, no, no. That? So this is Netflix Canadian sci-fi. That lasted uh, one season. Okay, interesting. Uh, that has, uh, it is a bunch of kids who experimented on when they were younger, and now they're mad scientists, doctor who turned them all into weird creatures. Uh, okay. Has stopped giving them their mes- medicine to suppress the weirdness, so now they all start oh. getting weird superpowers. Oh, uh, fun. There is a uh, asexual succubus. That's an anime character. <laughs> 
Alexa. That's uh, gotta be what the fuck. Uh, the guy who plays Luffy. Uh, he yeah. He can turn into the Chupacabra. I mean, that's a little on the nose, but sure, okay. <laughs> uh, and it becomes a plot point that his uh girlfriend is a hundred percent a monster fucker. Okay. Well, I mean, like if your if your boyfriend turns into the Chupacabra, you probably gotta be at least a little bit of a monster fucker. And then you had uh, freaking uh, Morgan Taylor Campbell, who I know, who I, me specifically, will remember from uh, the goddamn uh, Spooksville TV show from the uh, from a decade ago. Okay. Uh, and she is playing a punk singer that turns into a uh, turns into a banshee with like the banshee scream and stuff. So, okay, so everyone kind of becomes the, the kind of monster that, like, is a little on the nose for who they are as a character, but, like, and, and then there's also an asexual succubus, because why the fuck not? Uh-huh. And... That's fun. Fucking, uh, a guy named, uh, Rise Nicholson. Okay. Uh, let me just get the picture of his character, and you will understand what type of evil genius he is. Okay. Um, cause, cause oh boy. like an interesting watch. All right, hold on. Um, see what we got. Uh, let me go back to sending you pictures. There I still can't get over this King of the Snipers art. Oh man, he looks like if you made like Golden Era or Silver Age comic books Jimmy Olsen a real person and put him in a doctor's outfit, and they made him an evil scientist. Uh. That has peeves against other unethical scientists. Oh. I'm a hypocrite. Doctor. No, 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 no. He is like, I am just perfecting the human form. Those people thinking eternal, uh, looking for eternal life are so gauche. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> that sounds like a Venture Brothers character. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. I love it. So, yeah, I already knew knew Mr. Luffy because he was in the fucking Imperfects and he was fantastic there as okay. Choopy. God. <laughs> is that actually his nickname is Choopy? Yeah, they nicknamed him Choopy because he turns into a Chupacabra. God damn it. Fucking Canadian Netflix. Okay. It's amazing. Uh. Anyways, uh. They, and then there was so Emily Rudd. Emily Rudd as Nami, who, 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 I, I, okay. So real quick, they did Emily so dirty in the fucking trailers for this mm -hmm. because. They did not, they showed not, like, all everything they showed of Nami and all the trailers leading up to the release was, like, very, like, kind of monotone, sarcastic Nami. And everyone was like, Nami's got to have the most range of anybody in this, in this crew. Like, I, like, I, I'm sure she can pull it off, but, like, we're not seeing that. So everyone was, like, really concerned. And she fucking crushed it. Yeah. She was so good. Mm -hmm. Well, this is another actress I already knew. Okay. From what? Uh, she was in the Fear Street trilogy. 
Oh, shit. Okay. I was wondering why she was familiar. I've seen one of those movies. They are great. <laughs> they they are good. I mean, I, at least the one I saw, and then I've heard the other ones are quite good, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, what? she seems so damn familiar, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. That makes sense. And then, of and then course... You- McKenyu, who's, who's been like, in like who's every live action anime adaptation there is. He he's also Sonny Chiba's kid, which is like when you realize that you're like, oh my god, this guy's been training his entire life to be Zoro, uh-huh. and like, but like, he landed a dream role and just is again. It has been fun that one of the major criticisms I've seen is they made Zoro too hot. <laughs> they made Zoro and Sanji too hot. They're distracting. It's like, but that's kind of the point, though. <laughs> like. Everyone loves to like. There, there is a very strong subsection of the internet who's like, "Look at Zoro's big, big, uh, beautiful boobies." You know, <laughs> yeah, just the most like luscious pecs. Like he's just a he's a himbo of the highest order. Just a a very strong, dumb guy who like has no sense of direction and has also like got a heart of gold. Yep. Uh, but like, he, I, I love it. Uh, he was in Knights of the Zodiac. Yes, he was. Uh, and he's in, he's in the live action Fullmetal Alchemist films. Yeah, he plays Scar, doesn't he? Yeah. In uh, yeah, he's Scar in the live action uh, Fullmetal Alchemist. He's Okuyasu in in JoJo Four live action. He's um, I forget his character in in the Roroni Kenshin live action. He's just like anytime you need a handsome guy to do like really good like stunt work and act his ass off like in a very specific way you call McKenny. yeah like it was it was another case where like especially seeing japanese audience reactions to like the casting announcements like of course McKenyu, like he's the perfect guy to play zoro he is mm-hmm. zoro and everyone was like yeah i mean like i can see it and then you see him with the green hair and like zoro's like og like early outfit and you're like fuck he does look like Zoro what the hell mm-hmm. and then our kind of other main characters um because they are the other th- uh three to four characters that are in every episode yeah you've got Garp you got Vincent Reagan as a Garp who okay here is my my first criticism, and it's not because I think Vincent Reagan did a bad job. Far from it. I actually like him a lot as Garp. I think there are some things about Garp in this live action that bum me out a little bit because I wish they had been done a slight bit differently. I think it's nothing to do with the actor. Mm-hmm. He was great. I would have loved to have him like just bust out laughing more because Garp Garp is a a fuck it will go with the flow laugh out loud kind of guy in the in the in the manga and anime like that is mm-hmm. i mean he's very much luffy's grandpa like a hundred percent like you don't really meet the guy so they they basically move forward a whole ass like plot point from like the middle of like pre-time skip like yeah. and then just was like nope throwing it now and first off great idea to develop the world more on the flip man was that a huge kick in the head like when they first revealed it to us like way back in the day, you know, they had just finished arguably like the two best story arcs in one piece, like ever. And then Garp fucking shows up with Kobe and Helmeppo, who you haven't seen at all. You've never met Garp before and you haven't seen Kobe or Helmeppo since their first appearances back, like, you know, at the beginning of the story. And now mm-hmm. like they're grown up and like not looking like a bunch of like Kobe doesn't look like, look like a little kid and Hel- Helmeppo doesn't look like a fucking jobber. Yeah. He's got like 
a serviceable haircut and he's not a fucking idiot. And Which, then Garp's like, <laughs> let's talk about Helmeppo. A surprising shining star in that show. I did not expect to enjoy his presence as much as I did. He was such a good dick one. <laughs> yeah, he he really like he like I feel like everyone who was cast in this like really embodied the character they were supposed to play. I don't think anybody really like fucked up in terms of like this is the character you're playing and like they didn't do their homework. It felt like everybody either was a fan of the material and knew what to, where to go with it or did their fucking research because mm-hmm. god damn it. He was so good as just like the, my daddy is rich and I don't give a fuck. I hate you. I'm better than you. He nailed it so hard. The scene with Helmeppo and uh, Sanji, uh, one of the sword. Oh, in, in the, in his quarters. Yes. <laughs> oh God. She's so fucking like, I was on the plane. I was, I was, uh, yeah, I watched this all on a flight back. Right. So I, I, I was looking at this on my phone and like, thank God, I, the person, the person like near people nearby did not see the flash of ass like just <laughs> on my phone at a goddamn nowhere. What? <laughs> oh, geez, he's such a piece of shit. He's so good at it. Yes. And then I want to call out what I think is the standout actor of, uh, the standout character I think of this, uh, cast. Oh. Oh, I bet I know who it is. Go ahead. Who do you think? Was it Jeff Ward as Buggy the Clown? Yes! Jeff Ward... I I just want more Jeff Ward because, holy shit, Buggy... I was afraid that Buggy was just going to be like a why so serious Joker knockoff. And holy fuck. Man stole this, the seed so fucking hard every time he was on the screen. Like, uh-huh. god damn. Yes. Perfectly done. He, uh, you may know him from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or if you're like me, mm-hmm. he was in an entire season of Channel Zero. Oh, was he really? I haven't seen Channel yeah. Zero. Uh, I didn't know he was, he in, was that, in the Dream Door series, season. Ah, uh, okay, okay. If okay. I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I knew him from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because he's, he's Deke. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second, I know this guy. <laughs> what the fuck? And then you see him in the makeup, and you're like, oh, fuck, they actually kind of nailed his look. And then the first time you see him in the show, it's that iconic buggy on the on the chair, leaning over. I'm like, this is this is like a one-to-one shot from the manga. He looks so good. Mm-hmm. And he's just being a fucking menace from, from second one. And I was just like, they did it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They did it. They put respect on Buggy, which is going to be so good if we ever get like more than just another season out of this. Because man, when J- when Buggy finally makes another appearance, fucking three or four seasons from now, well, he'll be at the beginning of season two if if they're doing what I think they're doing. Yeah. But if 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 in season probably five or six, when Buggy shows back up, I will be ecstatic to see the most broken human being version of of Jeff Ward. <laughs> just being an absolute fucking sad sack. Now there is a thing that that I I was a little sad about that would make for the best possible joke from that that later appearance if they ever happen, mm-hmm. where we didn't get to see him fire a buggy ball because you know when Nami runs out of the tent and the and Orange Town's fucking destroyed. Yes. 
So in in the original manga and the anime, that that whole circus tent thing is it does not happen. I don't know if you've um, have you watched or read or anything at all. I fall off mid buggy straight after buggy. Wow. Okay. So you yeah you really didn't even make it up through Arlong Park where it is the part where most people decide either that they're on board or not. Yeah. Um. But okay. So. So you know then, like, that whole Orange Town is, the entirety of the town is just the stage for that fight. Like, yeah. it's, it is. It is so, a lot more spread out than. It is, yeah. And 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 here's the thing. First off, brilliant move to name drop the tiger, the, 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 the lion. There is a trained lion in Buggy's crew. He is one of his first mates. Mm-hmm. The lion, that is. The fact that they name drop him and and because of, you know, obviously how dangerous it would be to have a train, a, a lion on set yeah. like that. Uh, good, good call. Good call. They played that really well. We still got Kabaji on, on a unicycle. We still got the tightrope walking brothers. Like they, mm-hmm. they, we still have the dude in the, in the, uh, that's not Mary in the, in the sheep, uh, hood. Yeah. Like they did a real, they did a real good job. Like again, costuming, set design, everything about this was like impeccably done. Like, again, you could tell the guy, the guys who, who's like the, the showrunner, everybody who was involved in set design, like everybody in this show has at least like a, some level of, of love or understanding of what mm-hmm. the, the source material was. And it, it absolutely shows like I was again, absolutely fucking stunned windmill village and all the flashbacks looks exact. Like everything was like there, it felt lived in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was crazy. And, and I wasn't expecting to be as excited about seeing like, you know, I was worried about Shanks's crew because I was like, well, how is this going to work out? Like, Lucky Rue is like literally a sphere. And they, everyone in Shanks's crew, maybe bar Ben Beckman, who maybe looked a little older than he should have been <laughs> at that point, mm-hmm. everyone looked real good. Like, the Peter, pa- Peter Gaddio, like, who plays Shanks, it's a handsome motherfucker. Yeah. Like, he didn't look as good in the trailers, but just like looking at in the, in the show, I was like, oh my God. God damn, Shanks. They like everybody is hot in this show. Yeah, everyone is very attractive. Like even the people like again, even the people who are clearly not like I was impressed with how they pulled the fishmen off. Like the fact that everything was as pos- as um practical like uh practical as possible was like super impressive because there were so many opportunities for this just to be a CGI mess. Mm-hmm. And like I think part of it is, you know, Netflix Bebop had the issue of everything was CGI and it took away from like so much of like the like what's interesting about Bebop's world is that it mm-hmm. feels very lived in. And yeah. it, I mean, like there is a shininess on the exterior, but as you start to get closer on the street level, everything is it's just it almost if you didn't say it was in space, you would never fucking know. Mm-hmm. Like, but it didn't feel that way at all with with Netflix Bebop because everything was all CGI'd and shiny and chrome. It's like mm-hmm. it's not. You guys, like, I think you took the wrong I- ideas, and I, I don't know. I, that's it's such a talking about that that adaptation is so weird because it feels like there were so many people who wanted to do right by it, and like for one reason or another, like th- things just got lost in translation, and it just didn't work out at all like it didn't work out at all yeah and thankfully it feels like whatever lessons needed to be learned from that just immediately got 
handled. And the fact yeah. that, again, I think having Oda on hand pretty much at all times because he didn't want this to get, you know, ruined at, at all, like, was a huge, huge help. Like, man, what a, just what a, I, I, I won't say it's perfect. There are some people who are like, trying to claim oh it's perfect it's like no it's a high eight low nine for me there's still a lot of things to fix so, but it's mostly just minor stuff i think it is better than the opening of actual one piece <laughs> it certainly condenses a lot of stuff i think it's great for people who are afraid of wanting to start afraid of starting the journey so like people who want to like you know like you know they've got friends you know like much like you probably have to deal with me and Josh saying, <laughs> and a myriad of other people. Like we convinced yeah. so many people to start One Piece, like, so, and you know, for the most part, it's been pretty successful in terms of conversion rate. But uh, it, I think the live action is going to do an incredible job of getting people to like check it out. Now, the the problem is, as you've already discussed, the the live action takes some changes uh, narratively that I think work out very well and kind of make the live action stand out on its own. But I would recommend go back and start from the beginning. I can't do that. I know you can't, but like, at least you see your thing. You, you already got like a little bit into it. So just pick back up where you dropped off because like, yeah. if there's one, so, the, 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 the weakest, go ahead. And then I'll, I'll my say something. critique of the original one so, piece. And the thing I think this fixes is the uh-huh. opening of One Piece is a tonal shit show. You're not entirely wrong. I mean, it's the same thing with Bleach. That's why the live action for Bleach works well. Yeah, and I just I can't do that level of tonal shit show. And this fixes so much of the tonal issues of that opening section of One Piece. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I won't disagree with you. Uh, at least not completely. Yeah. Um, I think there are things that the live action kind of throws away for the sake of compressing storylines. And not getting that... sued. Well, I mean, I'm not even talking about like Django in the in the in the uh, Syrup Village thing. Like the fact that he's literally just Steven Tyler and Michael Jackson mashed up into a single person. Like I'm, I'm not talking. I mean, that's fine. Apparently there is a Django Wanted poster in the background. You can like catch the tiny yeah. bit of alongside like with like the Foxy poster and Bellamy and mm-hmm. Cavendish really, which is crazy that they threw a Cavendish because that guy's not even around until like post time skip, like way in the future. Like if we even got like a season nine or season 10, <laughs> he would show up. Yeah. Um, But like there's, there's lots of little things particularly with regards to those last the, the last like the latter half of this of the season stuff about Sanji that was changed a little bit and I'm not even talking about like they didn't give Sanji his twirly eyebrows it's like no that's fine that was a good that was a good choice it's the same thing as not giving Usopp his insanely long nose like yeah Jacob Romero fucking crushes it as, as Usopp like if Usopp was a person he would look like Jacob Romero that's mm-hmm. 100% by design but like there's there as much as I love that the the Don Krieg pirates were basically left as like a here's a fun introduction for for Mihawk of him just kicking their asses completely divorced from everything involved in Baratier because mm-hmm. there's a whole thing where the guy that Sanji feeds again he 
there's a whole thing about like really learn like Luffy really learning who Sanji is right off the bat. Like that involves like Gein and the Don Krieg pirates at Baratier and a whole bunch of like there's a bunch of stuff in there that like is very kind of important to Luffy getting to know who Sanji is in a much more deep sense and appreciating who he is as a person. Like again, they did a great job. Um the, the other thing is in in the original work, uh Mihawk doesn't get called in to to go to Baratier to hunt Luffy down. He just happens to be there, which yeah. It, it makes the world of One Piece feel giant when this guy who's just in, in, in at this point an existential threat to everybody just kind of rolls in out of goddamn nowhere and kicks everyone's ass <laughs> and then just leaves after almost killing a, like, killing one of the main characters. Like, I do want to shout out uh, Stephen John Ward. Oh no, he's great. He's fucking great. Like that portrayal of Mihawk was was par excellence. Like. That man and and the fact that all of the actors were doing as much of their own stunt work as possible. This man was really hard selling the one handing of Yoru, which is admittedly like that sword was probably nowhere near as heavy as it would be in real life. But motherfucker was <laughs> selling it like and, yeah. and Inyaki was was selling all the all of the uh, the the you know cartwheeling and movement and stuff and. I, I saw like behind the scenes of Taz Skyler like doing all of the like taekwondo and kicking training so he could do all of that shit aside from whatever wire work they threw at him. Mm-hmm. Like as Sanji, like the motherfucker learned how to cook like a gourmet chef and can kick your ass like with his hands in his pocket. And yeah. like <laughs> I was like, you can't make this man this powerful in real life. Like we're all doomed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He even laughs like Sanji. I don't fucking get it. Like, that's just his natural laugh. Like, how do you fucking find these people? Uh, and then, just because he has the most obscure reference point, uh, Craig Fairbrath as... Uh, as uh, Zeph? As Zeph. Uh, yeah. Guess what we'll else people may, may, probably won't, but may know him from? What, what's he from? Because He was on the no one-season TV show Cliffhangers. I okay. I don't know what this is. Sorry, wrong cliffhangers. Actually, I'm doing okay. more. Dif- he was in the Stelesto Savone movie cliffhangers. Oh, oh God, he was in that. Really? Was he like a random like job or villain or something? Dalmar. Oh fuck. But no, Dude, he was a- so good as F. <laughs> there, there was also there was also a TV show called Cliffhangers where. Uh, it was divided in three parts with three ongoing stories each episode. Mm-hmm. And so, like, while you would get the resolution to one, there would always be a cliffhanger for whatever the last storyline of the uh, ep- episode was. Mm-hmm. It's, That's kind of cool. Yeah. Huh. It only huh. lasted one season. It was too high concept for its own good. Uh, I mean, I can believe that. <laughs> That's unfortunately the fate of a lot of like very cool and smart TV shows where they mm-hmm. they get their asses uh, like canceled before they have a chance to really like hit mainstream success. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Zep, yeah, Craig, Craig Fairbrass did a great job as Zeph. Like the whole Sanji backstory thing was handled perfectly in terms mm-hmm. of like like you you feel the emotional weight. Like I, I, that was the thing I was afraid they weren't going to show because the <laughs> the reality of this man ate his own leg to save this child. That's so fucking dark. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, they fucking kept it. I mean, mm-hmm. so so again, so the, talking about the latter two, uh, latter half of the of the season, right? So there's that with Sanji. I kind of like that they like you know gave more time to Arlong to build him up as a villain. Although I think um, it would have been kind of cool as if instead of Arlong himself actually showing up to Baratie, is you just send Kurobi and uh, and Chu like his two like but his two like henchmen basically yeah sending them just the two of them to be menacing because like at this point like it's already been pretty much pretty well established that like fishmen are stronger than normal people we know this to be the fact like just from like the way that the show has kind of displayed it mm-hmm. and if you keep arlong as like this kind of scary man in the shadows like if these guys are strong how the f- how, how strong is arlong mm-hmm. like like in again in the original work we don't even see arlong until I mean, Arlong Park, like we get a hint as to his existence, like at the very end of Baratie when Nami leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, I again, I think they really did it like the as far as like how they changed everything to adapt. I still think it worked really well. Um, But I wish we had had a little bit more time to develop Arlong Park, because there's a couple of things specifically that really... I felt like if, if you don't give us the whole Garp beating Luffy's ass at the end, like if you just give us a little bit more time, it would have been so much better. Like there's a couple of things they changed that I wasn't, I was a little confused as to why they did. So in, in the original work, the whole village knows that Nami like is trying to buy their freedom. Like they're in on it, but they're like intentionally like trying to keep like a, a front up of like, allowing nami to walk free on her own like if she decides like she can't put keep putting herself through it like they're trying to like Mm -hmm. give her the ability to just walk away and like leave them to their fate because like they know she's like essentially putting herself in the most horrible fucking position to try and buy their freedom and they Mm -hmm. know it's probably not going to work out so like having it be like where they just hate her right off the bat was kind of fucked i was like this i like I, I I don't know. I, I that it, that kind of bummed me out a little bit. The other thing was I would have liked to seen more Belmere, you know, their mom. Mm-hmm. Um cuz she gets a little bit more time in the a little bit more time in the in the original. Um the the there's there's another thing is like when Nami like has her breakdown uh like this is before the infamous like Luffy puts the hat on Nami, of course I will moment, which was done incredibly well, I think. Um, there's a whole thing where, like, after the money gets taken from her, like, she's, like, goes up to the, I forget what his fucking name is. The guy who is, like, dressed in the military outfit with all the scars. I can't fucking remember his name, and it's gonna drive me nuts. All the scars? Um, okay, so not he- mouth puffing. No, not Nezumi. Fuck Nezumi. I, first off, I was amazed they kept Nezumi's design though, as they did because, like, <laughs> he's such a fucking goofy-looking dude. And from um, what I understand, he never comes back. No, he doesn't. He's there's a lot of like very shit-tier Marines that show up uh, early on that, and only a handful of them like make any later appearance. Like, uh, hilariously enough, the pink-haired guy who Sanji like. Uh, when you first see him like kicks in the face at Baratie is a Marine as well. His name is full body. He shows up later, uh, like much later down the line. Um, he also tries to kidnap, uh, to capture the straw hats as they're leaving Baratie, but to go to Arlong park to chase Nami. 
And like they straight up, that's where you get the Luffy, uh, the Zoro cutting a cannonball in half and Luffy shooting a cannonball back with a, with gum gum, uh, balloon. Yeah. And full body. He's like, Oh fuck, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, this is too much trouble. Um, but yeah, I, I, that, and then also there's like, first off, again, side note, uh, casting Kathleen Stevens as, as, or not Kathleen Stevens. Um, what's her name? Who do, who played Nojiko? Um, shit. I'll find it. I'm but, finding it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Chimora Annette. Umela? She did a great job. Yeah. She did a stellar job. I, I think there, there was, there was such a, sm- a lot of smart moves in terms of like, like, I imagine some idiots on the internet are like mad. It's like, no, Jaco's white in the original. Why would you cat? It's like, it's like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, stellar casting across the board on this. Like, they did such a fucking good job. Like, again, part of the reason why I wanted more Belmere is because, like, I actually really liked who they cast. I thought she did a great job. The one, the, the one thing I was disappointed about, but I knew was never going to happen was when you, so when Arlong shows up and sees the plates and like when he opens the door and Belmere points the rifle at him in the original work, she straight up does like a goddamn MMA move and like knocks him on his ass and puts the gun to his, like in his mouth, like, like while he's sitting laying on the ground and like, there's no way in hell they were gonna be able to pull that off like reasonably in that like tight space. Yeah. But I was like, man, if they can do this, I, cause Belmere's supposed to be a badass. Like she was like a formal, like she was like a Navy, like, I think she was a captain mm-hmm. and like we get that little bit of backstory. It was like, I was in, I was in the Navy. I was a Marine and like, I left because I just couldn't keep doing this because like, I, I realized like we weren't really helping people. And I found these kids and I was like, it's time to cut and run. Mm-hmm. And like, but Belmere is like, that's the thing is Belmere is supposed to be a fucking badass. Like she's just older. So like, she's not doing it day to day, but like if it weren't for the fact that she's trying to keep the kids alive, like, she wouldn't have been able to beat Arlong, but like, that's the like the hint of like, oh fuck, Belmere's crazy. She could have done some damage if they, if she wasn't worried about keeping Nami and and uh, and uh, Nojiko alive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, like, just is is a lot of little things. I mean, again, I I love the fact that they gave Arlong this little like weird trap song. Which was kind of sick as fuck. The guy playing Arlong, like, despite not being like eight foot tall and like built like a brick shit house, just nails the characteristics of the of, oh, yeah. of Arlong. He's menacing. You can tell he's having a goddamn like he's having the time of his life playing the character. You can see him emote through the prosthetics. Super impressive. Yeah. Which is which is say for homie playing Kurobi because that dude looked like a goddamn action figure. The the <laughs> Manta Ray Fishman. Yeah. Even Chew, even Chew, even Lenberry Simmons as Chew was doing a better job with his dumb kissy face. Um, I also would have, I also would have liked more Usopp being Usopp backstory because Usopp, the way they retooled Syrup Village didn't really give Usopp a, a, a real ass reason for him to join the Straw Hats other than just vibes. And I was like, man, that's kind of a bummer. Like mm-hmm. I like that they turned it into a a slasher film where Kuro is just a mustache twirling like slasher villain. And I definitely instead of having the I've heard a lot of people say they like this version of Kuro more than they like. Uh, oh, and we I, I think yeah I think the the general consensus is they like Kuro better, but they would have liked to have seen the like a better adaptation of the original version of Syrup Village just because it makes le- Kuro's plan makes less sense with the. 
I'm locking everybody in and I'm going to kill this girl. And somehow everyone's just going to assume it was it was uh, these pirates as opposed to I'm going to stage a fake pirate invasion. And if she gets killed in the melee, well, then that's, you know, mm-hmm. then you can just kind of write that off as like, oh, no, poor Kaya. What happened to her? I do so like, like the act with they got for Kaya. I think she played yeah. that really well. She did, and, and it was nice having her and Nami get, like, because that's not in the story, in the original story either. Having Nami and her get, like, a little bit of, like, you know... Friendship. Um, friendship and emotional support was, like, really cool. Like, I, mm-hmm. I thought that was, again, it's just a lot of little changes that I think were very smartly employed. Mm-hmm. But it, because of... If it had been, t- like, two more episodes, if it had been a ten-episode season instead of eight, I think it could have been so much even more beyond what they did. Mm-hmm. All they would have had to do is stretch out, uh, is like do syrup village a little bit closer to the original, just a tiny bit. You could, you could probably fuck and you could do it without Django. So you could easily pull it off without Django. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think the poison soup works out pretty well, despite the fact, instead of it being Django hypnotizing Kaya. Um, I think if they had stretched Baratier and given us like, even though Don Krieg is a stupid jobber and like, he's just kind of cool. Like, for two seconds as like a visual, like in terms of design, I think if they could have given us a little bit of the whole Gin Baratier, like Sanji being like, yes, I will feed anyone. Even if they are, even if they are threatening, like no one should go hungry. And you find out much later on Sanji's actual full backstory and realize exactly why he's that way. And it is fucking tragic. Um, mm-hmm. But like a little bit more of that would have been nice. And then Arlong Park, like another episode uh, to give us more of Arlong Park, I think would have been, I would have been so happy. <laughs> yeah. But that's just, that's just me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I think, I don't know how I would have done it if it was a little bit longer because the pacing on this was just so well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I worry that, like, trying to fit another episode or two in here to extend some stuff out would have done the pacing bad. I mean, again, the fact that, like, what they did to change, like, the plot to make it flow better, I I don't, again, I don't disagree with you. I, I Like I said, there, there are some things I felt were a little bit less, uh, less, like, flushed out than I think they should have been. But that said, like, again, I still write it like a high eight, low nine. Yeah. Like it's, it's an, what they pulled off is nothing short of incredible. Like every, like I said, everyone act their asses off the set design, the, the cinema, the, again, the one thing I have about the cinematography is there are too many fucking close up shots, not even during the combat, but like a lot of like zooming in on people's faces in conversation and i'm like just let the just do some like shots through the, of the room like wide shots are not gonna hurt you guys please mm-hmm. like, um, i don't need to have like a zoom in on every goddamn person's face when they start talking i do really enjoy how this season ended yeah i gotta i gotta say i was worried we weren't gonna because they they didn't do uh, Logue Town, which mm-hmm. is the next like story arc after Arlong Park, and it's like it's the last like big location in the East Blue before they go to the Grand Line, and it's kind of important. And I was like, well, are they just going to ignore it? And then we got the Smoker reveal at the very end, 
And I got very excited because it gave me hope that that's we're going to start with like at least like an episode of we get Smoker and we get the Buggy Alveda team up, mm-hmm. which thank fuck. I love I love those two together because they're just two horrible people like teaming up against this kid that they fucking hate. Mm-hmm. But that that wasn't specifically about what I was talking about. I like like those are kind of like the stingers in my mind. Uh huh. I very much view the end as the montage of everyone reacting to the wanted poster. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then like the, the Shanks and the Mihawk rolling up on Shanks's crew was done. So that, again, that's another thing that I think that they 100% nailed from the original because that happens in the original. And it's like, it's very much like a, Oh God, it's that guy who almost killed everybody rolling up. And who's he meeting? Oh my God. It's Shanks. How do they two know each other? Wait, are they friends? Mm -hmm. and just get to see shanks be like an excited like older brother slash father figure like being Uh like my boy he's doing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) also kobe because i because again kobe and and helmeppo kind of disappear after um shell's town like in the original work but i think having kobe be the one to deliver luffy's wanted poster to him like directly was such a nice touch that scene made me smile so big because mm-hmm. it's like they're really like it was a full circle moment, you know? Yeah. You get these two ki- these two kids who like are, you know, finally on the on the verge of doing like the be- the true beginning of their dreams. Like they've they've ended their their respective prologues here mm-hmm. and they're, they're giving like the like, look, we're we're finally doing what we like we are where our dreams are becoming reality like. Don't get yourself killed out there. We're going to meet again. Like We're going to meet and, in the field just, of battle. Yeah, but it's like it's so cool because like it really makes their friendship so much more deep cuz Kobe and Luffy are always like they're they're foils. Like they're 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 reflections of each other. Like mm-hmm. in in that like they're both good people who are like have you know the opposite side of like how they want to like help people. You know, Kobe want Kobe's got his idea of the Marines and like what the reality of the Marines is versus like what he wants to do to help people. And you got Luffy, who's like the reality of what most pirate crews are versus what Luffy's whole idea of what he wants to do. And it's just like they are they are essentially two halves of the same whole in a lot of ways. And it's cool that like we got to see them like have that last moment. That's not just like a. Because in the manga you and the anime, you saw this, like, because this was early on, like, Luffy, like, gets into a an, a fight with, with Kobe, like, when they're leaving Shellstown, because the he doesn't want the Marines to think that Kobe is his friend. Mm-hmm. So Kobe would not be able to join the Marines. Yeah. Like, and instead, Kobe just, like, being like, nah, get out of here. We'll work it, I'll work it out. Don't worry. Like, and, yeah. and then, like, that was nice. It, it was, I, <laughs> I would have... I much preferred it to the I'm going to punch you in the face because I don't want you to th- I don't want the uh, the maroon Marines to think that like, you know, we're we're tight. Yeah. So I don't know. Also, my favorite thing that this uh, show did is when introducing someone, the fucking <laughs> wanted poster. Great yeah, the bounty poster showing up and then just everyone just moving them out of the way. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. What a what a cool touch. Yeah. And the fact that we with with Mihawk we got the bounty canceled too on top of that, which is yeah. like 
you know, very, very cool. Like they did such a good job with, with so like so many just design choices. The fact that they made the transponder snails like real, like goddamn nightmare fuel things. Yeah. Like I was, I was so excited when I saw something on Twitter of like, Hey, look, it's a transponder snail. I was like, Oh God, it's as terrifying as it would be in real life. I love this. And people uh-huh. are like, why does it look like that? I'm like, cause it has to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, transponder snails are so weird. <laughs> What a weird thing that exists. Do you have any final comments about this as we come into a landing? I mean, I guess the 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 obvious thing is if you like the live action and you feel like you want to dip your toe into the like original work, go for it. Like it will be a little bit different, but like if you it, the spirit is the fact that the live action captured the spirit of One Piece is, I think, the most mm-hmm. important thing about it. And and ultimately, it is a story about me, like getting your your like your friend group together and going on adventures and being free and chasing your dreams and just being a good person. Mm-hmm. And like, if any of those things resonate with you, which they probably will, unless you're like a fucking monster or something, like it's worth checking out. Like I know it's like a thousand chapters or a thousand episodes of anime is a lot, yeah. but it, it really is a lot more approachable than you think. And, you know, I know Lexa, how you feel about, you know, the tonal inconsistencies of the early episodes and whatnot. But like, if you make it to the part of the anime slash manga, like where this ended, the end of Arlong Park, you're probably going to be fucking sold on it because yeah. it's it's just it's just such a good time and man oh god Lexa so I got the IMDb up and right now it's playing stuff from the Santa Monica Pier like early release thing that Kyle went to. yeah <laughs> and I'm 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 so mad I couldn't go to this because I was this I was in the UK and I was like son of a bitch I'm seeing the drone show. Yep. Holy fuck. Ah, oh, this would have been so cool. Anyways, no, no. Again, uh, if you like the live action, give the give the original source work a, a, a shot. You might not feel the same way about it, and that's fine. But if you do, there's so much incredible like world building and so many new characters you haven't even met yet that may have been hinted at it in, in, in the live action. Just give it a shot. It might change your life. It might just be a fun little diversion for you. It doesn't matter. But, uh, so, I mean, just... <laughs> with the, the success the of this, what anime do you want to see made to this quality? Ooh. Oh, fuck. That's a good question. Because I know my answer out of the jump. Okay, so what's your answer? Maybe that paints my decision on this. Uh, Revolutionary Goal Lieutenant. Uh, yeah, that would that'd be a good one. See, here's the thing. First off, you just made me think of what I'm actually looking forward to seeing more about, and I'm also even more scared about than the One Piece live action I w- was. They are making a live action UC Gundam okay. movie. Legendary Pictures is doing it. The reason I, I say this is because the beginning of uh, uh, Witch from Mercury is basically just Revolutionary Girl <laughs> Utena. With, with, yep. Yeah, it is just the like the first like four episodes are Utena, and then it's like oh fuck, this is a Gundam series. Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh god, oh fuck. Uh-huh. Um, so, but yeah, no, I I think live Gund- action Utena could totally slap. Utena is my number one, and my number two is Garden of Sinners. 
That would be a no. Oh, God. That would be a good one, too. <laughs> Gun of Sin is, is a wild series. If no one, if you haven't yeah. watched it, watch it. My God. Yeah. I, again, I would like to real. I would really love to see a incredibly well done live action Gundam. Mm-hmm. I I know just because like I want to see like I hate Ready Player One. I'm I'm just gonna say that out loud. I agree. I'm sorry if this offends you. Ernest Klein is a fucking hack. Um, that is how I feel. That said, I will not lie that when I saw in the movie when the fucking Gundam showed up at the end, I jumped out of my seat and cheered mm-hmm. and I got yelled at for doing so. Um, if we can get a dope Gundam movie, hell, it doesn't even have to be UC. Make a live action G Gundam. I think that could be done with a, as a, like a live action adaptation because you can make all the robot fights CG and everything else is just the most over the top, insane, like anime horse shit. Like, fight, like, cause it's a super robot. It's a tournament fighter anime. Yeah. Well, so just, they would have to change at least one of the robots. Well, I mean, yeah, you'd have to do some cultural, some, 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 uh, re, re, tooling because some shit's just absolutely culturally insensitive. We can't like, do tequila Gundam anymore. Well, I mean, thankfully tequila Gundam's in it for all of like, 10 seconds i mean but yeah you'd have to you'd have to definitely kind of readjust some things yeah but i would love to see just like the insane like putting on the 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 uh the the uh tight latex outfit bit for domo and kashu of him just like everyone getting that fucking suit put on it, it, it always sounds like a combination of the most intense pain of your life and also on the verge of them orgasming the greatest they've ever done in their life it's like a weird, like, Cenobite thing where it's like, we have such sights to show you as, like, a giant latex ring just drops down on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It would be very funny. I And also, it, it would give us the greatest American character that, aside from a One Piece character we haven't seen yet, Frankie, who is the the most American-American character of all time, aside from this guy, uh, Chibity Crockett, who should be president of the United <laughs> States. And uh, the greatest Gundam design of all time, Gundam Maxter, which is uh, it where it looks like a football player, but apparent, but its its chest armor comes off and reveals it has abs. Its shoulder pads become boxing gloves, and it also carries two giant six shooters because it has to be the most American fucking thing on the planet. <laughs> I love Gundam Maxter, and I am a f- I am I will defend it to the death. Mm-hmm. Also, on on my two. Two others that are on my list of contenders, Princess Principal, which I don't know if you've would, seen, but I fucking love. I No, that would 100% be a really... You know, actually, a good live action I would love to see... I would love to see an American take on, a Western take on it is a Spy Family. Yeah. I think Spy Family would be... Spy Family would be so easy to pull off. Because mm-hmm. it's literally just... It's a it's a fake uh, setting World War II, era, like Cold War era spy show yeah. that happens to be like about you know, a slice of life family thing that has some spy shit in it. But like, it would be so easy to pull off as a TV show. And it would probably be like insanely popular if it, if it got like the right level of ex of, a uh, of, uh, exposure. Uh-huh. I mean, same thing with princess principle. It's a, it's a great, uh, like espionage story. Oh, yeah. with Like a bunch of teenage girls. Like I think the fucking CW would crush the shit out of it. Uh, the CW doesn't exist anymore. Well, okay, so who who would you love to who would you like to see make a Princess Principal live action then? I have no idea. They have disappeared into the myth. <laughs> <man. laughs> 
Wait, the people who made the sc- the not the Scream T-shirt, the I know what you did last summer TV show, make Princess Principal. <laughs> no, the team, the team behind Yellow Jackets makes Princess Principal. Uh, one that I do know I have a team for though. Get the What's team that? behind the Fast and Furious to give us a goddamn initial D movie. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. That or if we wanted to really throw it into fucking insano mode, Redline. No, Initial D, because it has a better soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I do want to see more Euro beat. You can always have... Ha- Did you know about the sequel series? Uh, I have, I've heard about it. I have not watched it yet. I, I have not watched it yet either, but like I, I have seen bits and pieces of the manga... Uh, I gotta say, I'm looking forward to it. I know it's gonna be potentially trash. I do not care. Mm-hmm. Also, on the ones that I think pe- they would do terribly, but if they could pull it off, I would love to see. Do blah blah blah. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. That'd be a really good one. Um, like on a that is going note, to be so fucking like getting Celty alone to function. Just like constantly has like a green, uh, like a, a green like ski mask on. You like can't see her head at all when she's not like uh, wearing the helmet. Yeah, like uh, I'm trying to think about like something similar that'd be a really fun. Yeah, actually, you know, would be a good, interesting movie they could make is. Uh, have you ever seen Eden of the East? Yeah, Eden of the East would be interesting. I think that's like one that's easy enough for you to kind of like turn into a Western property. It's already the problem is, is I don't think Americans would appreciate like the actual like message of that movie. Yeah. They'd probably take the worst fucking like, like uh, parts of it and be like, yeah, this is, this is totally about like the opposite of what it's actually about. Mm -hmm. I I also just think of the other product by director, uh, Picano. Yes. Yeah, that's I that's that was actually one we were talking about um uh yeah, when you mentioned Durara, I was going to say uh, Bacano would be a really really good one too. Mhm. That yeah, 100%. Cuz Bacano is like a, wild. Yes it is. It it 100% is actually uh if you wanted to really fuck a bunch of people up, uh Samurai Flamenco. <laughs> Yeah, because it just because once that gu- gu- guillotine gorilla moment happens, everyone's just like, "Well, fuck, um, oh shit." Well, because it's like very lighthearted until it's not. My so you want to fuck everyone up would be darker than black. Darker than black or bl- black bullet would really fuck people up. It's just child soldiers. Yeah, it's like these kids are gonna die. Fucking go that or or. I, I would love to see this be done well and then have Kyle Clark like like just explode is Elfin Lead. <laughs> a live action Elfin Lead would be just so supremely upsetting and like not for anyone. Except then, Kyle Clark. <laughs> except for Kyle. And, and I do have you have you heard about the other like major work from that from that author, uh, uh, Brynhildr in the Dark? I, I think I've heard of it. They made a, like an anime adaptation that was really just like a, a like gateway to go read the manga. And man, I just I wanted it to be good and it just made me sad and like not even in the same way that Elfin Lead made me sad. I was just like, man, I don't like watching teenage girls just 
be given a death sentence and also superpowers. It's just not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I need to remember the name of an anime. <laughs> live action Shokugeki no Soma. Uh, Wars live action. What is... Well, of course, I can always go for a live-action Car Captor Sakura. Like, yeah, give me that classic. I, I would. I don't know how they would do that, to be honest. Like, it would. Like, it's one of those things where, like, it feels like it'd be very easy to, for them to adapt. But I think again, it's like there's so many like opportunities for them to completely fuck that up. Yeah. Um. Shit. But 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 I'm trying to remember animes I watched when I was younger. Because <laughs> I haven't watched Digimon. I would not be opposed. Yeah. I mean, what, what else you got here? Like, live action. Um... Do we really oh, fuck people up and go lane? <laughs> What's. Oh, no. Oh, God. That would be upsetting. That would really. That would break people. <laughs> yes. Live action psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's not, another one. Not quite an anime, but in the realm to really break everybody. What? Live action Song of Saya. Yeah. 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 That yep. just breaks everybody. <laughs> yep. 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 Shit. All right. Well, Song of Saya. We- so disturbing they have yet to make it into an actual anime yet. <laughs> With good reason. With good reason. <laughs> now that we've hit the proverbial rock bottom. We should probably stop before we unleash something horrible on the universe. Uh huh. On the other hand, if we want to go wholesome, I would like to see a live action fruit back there. Yeah, that would be a fun one, wouldn't it? Yeah. I could see that being pretty good. I could also see us getting a live action, like a big budget live action case closed with like the Renaissance mystery films they're having right now. That or like a live action um, Lupin. I yeah. think it would be pretty reasonable, too. Well, we've sort of gotten a live-action Lupin. Not really, sort but of. sort of. Sort uh, of. Because we, we've gotten an adaptation of the original Lu- uh, French Lupin. Yeah. You know, honestly, that have you seen the, the 3D CG one? It wasn't that bad. Uh, it was pretty good. Versus Cat's Eyes? Yeah, I think that's the one. Okay. I'm about halfway through it. Pretty good. Yeah. Good time. Good fun time. But, like... I will say, the uh, Detective Conan movie from this year, uh, Black Iron Submarine, really solid. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, no. I can't... I, uh, real quick, I can't believe Miyazaki's making another fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Reti- when you say you're gonna retire, please retire for your, for your for all of our sakes. We love you, Hayao Miyazaki. It's time to sit down. He's the Terry Funk of animation. <laughs> Can he wait? Is he gonna put out a terrible music album too? Yes, he'll release it only in America and hope it never comes to Japan. <laughs> yes, exactly. Only God, what oh, what kind of what kind of music genre would that be? Because that I, I gotta say, with I agree with Rivers. Like instrumentally, it's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> the whole Terry Funk record is fucking slaps. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> What a fucking discovery. 
But yeah, no, uh, dude, this year has been a good year for TV and movies. It has been. It's been a good year for video games, too. Like, this is... Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone had, had expected 2023 to be kind of like a weird landmark year in just, like, different media. I think we just kind of assumed it was going to be just another year, and then it turned out to be like a, you know, mark the calendar forever kind of thing. Because, like, my top ten is going to be weird this year. Yeah. Uh, there is a non-zero chance, actually a pretty high chance, that a documentary about racism in hockey is going to make my top ten. <laughs> that is an interesting uh, out-of-nowhere one. And also there is a uh, Chinese uh, like uh, thriller, like a classic, what's his name? He did Psycho, he did... Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah, and a classic, like, Hitchcockian thriller that China did this year called Lost in the Stars that just fucking slaps. Where is where is uh, King of Snipers going to be? Uh, that's also probably in contention. All right. So, <laughs> my contenders list, because I have seen uh, 34 films that qualify for the end of the year for me. Because my qualification is, is it listed as 2023, or did it have a theatrical run that wasn't listed as an anniversary? Looking forward to seeing what your top 10 is going to be at mm-hmm. this point, just because they, you do consume a lot more media than I do in general. Yeah, and a lot weirder media. <laughs> yeah, you de- definitely the case. Mm-hmm. Um. But of course, also in contention is Shin Ultraman and Shin Kamen Rider. Both of which are fucking excellent, by uh-huh. the way. Everyone, if you haven't watched those, go watch those. And also, if you haven't watched it, go watch it, The Roundup. No Way Out. It is super fun. I'm going to put it on my list. I don't know what to expect, and I'm going to leave it that uh, so way. So watch The Roundup first. Uh, but it's uh, Mardok Suk being a uh, former boxer turned cough. Cop solving mysteries. Ooh. And she... He is so good. I love Marang Suk. He is probably one of my favorite actors right now. Hmm. I will watch him in anything. Hmm. Hmm. And for those of you at home who may or may not know who he is, you've seen him. He was in Train to Busan. He was in Eternals. Right, 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 right. Uh... He is maybe our best heavy of the last decade. Live action Hunter Hunter. Oh, God. <laughs> How do you do Ahsoka? I don't know. That's like I mean, asking you... to do a live action Naruto. God, no one, no one's asking for live action Naruto. If you're asking for live action Naruto, kindly just remove that thought from your brain. It's unnecessary. They're my- still- <laughs> Kishimoto is still doing shit with Boruto that I'm very confused about. I'm not even reading it. I just saw something on the on YouTube recently. I was like, what the fuck is even happening right now? Uh, the only people asking for live action Naruto are those who want like who want to put a celebrity face onto their waifu. Yeah, that's pretty much that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, that's admittedly probably a reason why a lot of people were excited about a live action One Piece or literally any anime live action. But at this point, 
I look, Jamie Lee Curtis says she wants to play Dr. Kureha, and I am here for it. <laughs> Make Tony Tony Chopper a Muppet. That is all. Uh, thank you. Good night. <laughs> uh, speaking of Muppets, let the Muppets host the Oscars. Let the Muppets host the Oscars. What are you afraid of, you fucking cowards? And give us Muppet Dracula. I I didn't know I wanted that until just now. <laughs> so, yes. Well, thank you, patrons, for all your support, and I hope you enjoyed this. Me and Adam are probably going to talk for, like, ten more minutes off mic, but uh, we should probably cut this before we go too late. Yeah. So, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.